Welcome to the marvel of mind-body medicine. Over the next hour, you will learn about your own healing superpowers and how to access them. The latest in epigenetics meets ancient wisdom. Your hosts are Dr. Laura Stuve, a molecular biologist who mapped the human genome, and Dr. Janet Gallipo, a doctor of Chinese medicine who has traveled the world to ensure all have access to healthcare. These sought-after practitioners and instructors of science-based intuitive medicine want to emphasize your body has answers. Welcome to the marvel of mind-body medicine. I'm Dr. Janet Gallipo. And I'm Dr. Laura Stuve. So we want to welcome everyone and our guest, Dawson Church. So we're excited to have you all with us today. We're going to learn more about the profound impact of our mind on our health and share some tools that are accessible to help you heal. So we're honored to have Dr. Church with us today. He's a PhD award-winning science writer and best-selling author of some of my favorite books, The Genie in Your Genes, Mind to Matter, and Bliss Brain. So Dawson is a pioneer in the science behind the mind-body connection. He did his PhD with neurosurgeon Norm Sheely, the founder of the American Holistic Medical Association, and he founded and directs the National Institute for Integrative Health. And in this capacity, he's really been involved in taking energy-based techniques into mainstream healthcare. And one of the biggest projects of this institute is to do a large-scale project with 20,000 veterans to support them in resolution of their PhD, of their PTSD. So today, we're going to be talking to Dawson about how our thoughts, emotions, and consciousness talk to our genes to influence our health. This is the exciting field of epigenetics that we've been discussing on our previous episodes. So I want to say, Dawson, that your that the genie in your genes was not just a groundbreaking book in the field. It was certainly profound for me. Um, it really was the link as I started my journey in mind-body medicine that bridged my science background and genetics and epigenetics with my new passion of energy medicine. And as I prepared to chat with you today, I reviewed all your books and I highlighted half the book. I read the background <laughs> references and because I really wanted to understand the science and you gave me uh, that and I have shared it and I still share it today with the mind-body practitioners I, I train. I think it's really important if you do this work to understand the science. So we want to extend a warm welcome to you, Dawson. We're excited to have you here. It's great to be here. And we've been hearing about epigenetics now for 20, 30 years, and we still underappreciate how profound it is that when we shift our consciousness, our thoughts, we literally are turning genes on and off in our bodies. And so it's been around for a long time, but it's still this miracle that we're literally engineering our bodies genetically by the way we think. Yes, we're excited to talk about that today. And Dr. Janet is going to start the conversation uh, to get us going. Yes. Yeah, so thank you again so much for being here, Dawson. So I'm going to ask you a question that I often get asked, and that is, what is energy medicine? Can you define it for our listeners from your perspective? Well, 
the first book on energy medicine was called Electrical Medicine. It was written in, in 1701. So there's been an appreciation from the beginning of the discovery of electricity and magnetism that there were, there were profound healing effects possible for this. There were studies done in the 1800s showing that when you passed electrical currents through muscles, for example, that things happened in the body. So for a long time, human beings have been, been intrigued by the potential, especially of, of electricity and magnetism, those energy fields to affect the body. And so we know that the energy field of the human heart extends a long way out from the body. We know the brain has its own energy field and the two of those interact. And the so we know we're beings of energy. Uh, energy is the currency in which nature communicates, and our our cells, our molecules of all kinds of energetic processes that are going on in our, our body all the time. Just one one example is biophotons. These these photons that cells emit, a dying cell, an unhealthy cell emits lots of them. Uh, uh, a healthy cell emits far fewer. We can measure things like 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 photon emission as a signal of, of cell health. So we know we're beings of energy. And what the dimension that, that I like to study this in is when we use energy instruments. And these have been around again for a hundred years or more. We have Hans Berger who invented the EEG in 1921 and literally for the very first time looked at the energy signature of a brain that was in, 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 in action. And so how th that energy signature changed as that person's awareness changed. And then later in the 60s and 70s, we had brilliant pioneers who hooked up swamis and Qigong masters and Native American shamans and Pentecostal faith healers to EEGs and looked at their brain waves. And we saw that as they're in a healing state, now their brain waves were all over the place before they began the healing process. When they enter that healing dance or trance or ministry or prayer or whatever method they used, their brain waves all came into this, this very, very uh, single common pattern we call the awakened mind pattern. So they were in this awakened mind pattern and then people around them heal. So we can measure these states now in these dimensions using things like EEGs and CAT scans and SPECT scans, PET scans, and especially functional MRIs. You literally change your thoughts, change your emotion, and you literally see the brain light up in very different ways. So energy medicine is both we're beings of energy, and it's measurable using energy instruments we have now in modern science. Yes, and, and I understand that you personally have conducted uh, rigorous studies demonstrating the effectiveness of energy medicine. So I want to ask you, what is the most compelling research evidence um, for you that energy medicine is effective? There's lots of it. And of course, in my books, I, I quote hundreds of studies. But I did one myself that really just rocked my world. I did it with a group of uh, very talented colleagues, and we randomized people into two groups. One group got a pretty good intervention, was mindful breathing. The second was randomized into a method that I call eco-meditation, because it stacks a little bit of acupressure on a little bit of self-hypnosis, on a little bit of mindfulness, on a little bit of of self of self-induced affirmations. So we have all of these things and they're all together. So we're inducing heart coherence, we're reducing stress through acupressure. We're putting all these things together in a five-minute little routine people can do. So they did these things in the second group, the experimental group. And what we found after one month was 
absolutely stunning. We were using very modern, state-of-the-art, high-resolution MRIs. And we found that in the group doing mindful breathing, that nothing changed in their brains over the course of a month. And you wouldn't expect the brain to change anatomically in a month just by doing mindful breathing. In the group that did eco-meditation, the results were absolutely remarkable. They had a shutdown of a part of the brain called the default mode network, which is the main source of suffering. When people have major depressive disorder, for example, the default mode network's highly active. A lot of anxious people have a highly active default mode network. So the main node of that network just downregulated after only a month. And then the part of the brain that handles all the positive emotions, gratitude, awe, joy, compassion, altruism, that part of the brain was brightly lit up. And these people were like that when they were not meditating. So they meditated for a month, we stick them back in the MRI, and then even just in their ordinary consciousness, their default mode suffering part of the brain is shut down, and their compassion, love, happiness network is brightly lit up in a normal state, and we've seen anatomical changes. So it's just remarkable we use these energy methods. I mean, acupressure is just an energy method, and heart coherence is just a way of regulating your breathing and your autonomic nervous system. We do this for one month, and they're structural and functional changes in the anatomy and function of your brain. I mean, it's just, what else can you do to have a happier brain in a month? And that's all it takes to get the ball rolling. So that's one of the studies that I think, uh, when, when I did that study, we were just astonished by the results. Wow, that is very impressive. It sounds so beautiful. And uh, we definitely want to hear more about this uh, eco meditation technique. Um, so now I'm going to turn this over to uh, Dr. Laura. She's going to talk to you a little bit about one of her favorite subjects and your favorite subjects, which is epigenetics. So you've just shared a little bit about how being in this meditative state, which obviously shifts your emotions and thoughts impacts the actual structure of our brains. Um, let's talk about um, I'm I'm let's let's go to uh, trauma and difficult things that we've lived through. So how can experiences like that and maybe critical thinking like negative thought patterns impact the readout of our genes and impact the state of our health? Well, that's a good question because we used to think that the things like negative thinking weren't that important. You know, if you were stressed, if you thought negatively, no one classified that as as a as a medical condition. But we're now realizing it has a profound effect on our our bodies. And so, when I initially I was doing psychology studies, and I was doing it with with mostly veterans with PTSD, and we showed in a series of studies, randomized controlled trials, that a big meta analysis, which is where you where you pool studies into getting a, a single data set for, for getting a, a much clearer idea of the results. So in that research, we with veterans, we found that their, their, their levels of PTSD symptoms like flashbacks, nightmares, intrusive thoughts dropped 65% after just six one-hour sessions. So we were able to really see regulation of all of those fear responses in the, in the body. So after I'd done a, a few studies like that, I thought, you know, their cortisol has got to be dropping because we know that stress produces high cortisol, high adrenaline, high norepinephrine, and that there are biological effects from that, those stressful thoughts. So we did a, a, a really rigorous triple-blind randomized controlled 
trial of cortisol, and that showed an enormous drop in cortisol. People in, in that study, their anxiety and depression dropped twice as much in the acupressure group as it did in the talk therapy group, and their cortisol just plummeted in an hour of therapy. So now we've shown that cortisol was dropping, and then I thought, well, what about the genes that are coding for cortisol? Because we know that all of these molecules, steroids, hormones, proteins in our bodies are being manufactured as a result of gene expression. So I then did a study to look at what happened with the genome of these, these veterans. And that, that that's what we found over the course of 10 one-hour sessions. Not only did their PTSD symptoms go away, but their level of gene expression changed significantly for groups of genes to do with inflammation and immunity. So their inflammation fighting genes were dialed up. They, their bodies could, could withstand and, and regulate inflammation much better. And their immune genes dialed up as well. And that was just a thrill to, it was a seven-year study. These things don't happen, happen fast. But um, we then saw that th these, these veterans were recovering from PTSD and that their gene expression was changing. So there is a direct correlation between what you think your consciousness, especially stress, especially going into fight or flight, that's sending signals into your body, which are turning on genes saying, build cortisol, go into, you know, go into these states of panic and make lots of adrenaline. And that is profoundly unhelpful to our body. Over time, it produces a litany of just horrible effects like skin wrinkling, loss of muscle mass, loss of bone density, loss of memory and learning, brain shrinkage, but all kinds of things happen if, if you're stressed and have this flood of, of stress hormones driven epigenetically by the genes that code for those things. So you seriously want, I mean, when you look at the research, you seriously, Laura, want to take control of your, your, your mind, your spirituality, your experience, and then not be flooding your, your body with these and turning all those genes on a daily basis. Thank you for sharing that. That really dovetails into where I wanted to go next. So uh, as we know, everyone here on planet Earth has lived through a very stressful era of the past three years, the pandemic. And, um, you know, as you say, science tells us chronic stress wreaks havoc and it turns the immune system, um, it ramps up inflammation and on top of that, people are fearful and feel unsafe doing normal things that they used to do, like going to weddings or seeing family members, and they're more isolated from their support networks. So um, we've obviously been working in this area as mind-body practitioners um, through the whole pandemic, and we've done a series of case studies with long COVID. And we're really uh, observing this connection intuitively, not measuring that inflammation, that the immune cells really get amped up. And that correlates with, you know, aches and pains, headaches, you know, mental uh, clarity impairment. Um, so I'm wondering what, what have you seen in your work in terms of the emotional impacts of the pandemic on people's health? And what solutions do you think the everyday person can bring in to erase this pandemic era from their epigenetic software? Well, it's been very interesting to me that there are people who are suffering. And according to the World Health Organization, uh, anxiety and depression has shot up dramatically 
in the last few years, and also referrals to psychiatrists, according to the American Psychological Association, have almost doubled since the start of the pandemic. And so there, there is this mental health crisis, and it's, it's very, very real. What I also see is people thriving. And I see people who are meditators, who are using these natural energy methods on themselves. They aren't dragged down by the cultural malaise. They are doing so well. And what we see in the data is that, yeah, there is this this descent into anxiety and depression, large amounts of it all all over the world. I mean, in one recent Gallup poll, uh, people were asked to rate their well-being on a scale of zero through 10, zero being terrible, 10 being great. And in the country of India, 21% of people rated themselves a zero. I mean, think about that, zero happiness, zero well-being. So it's it's global, it's severe. And then we see about 20% of people who are meditating, who are using energy medicine, who are using natural me- methods, they're thriving. So it's really been a, um, a bifurcation. And so what we do, we need to do is just double down on all these positive natural methods. Time in nature is epigenetic. Um, t- grounding yourself is epigenetic, produces shifts in, 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 in gene expression. The acupressure method I mentioned, EFT tapping, is epigenetic. That's what we use in those studies. Meditation is epigenetic. And so when the times get tough, just get meditating and tapping and time in nature and all those good things. Double down on your own commitment to your well-being. Thank you so much. So uh, this is Laura, and we've been talking to energy medicine and epigenetics pioneer Dawson Church, and we're going to be following up with his suggestions for our well-being after this short commercial break. Let me guess, it's already been three weeks into the new year, you've already crashed, given up, and you're resorting back to your comfortable routine. Do you feel like you need an injection of energy, optimism, and a general lifestyle intervention? Learn why your stress mindset matters for your health. Join our free Cell and Soul Circle. Each month we'll meet to share practical, accessible tips, vibrant health boosters, and an opportunity to see a live body intuitive session in action. Register now and you can be chosen for this month's live session. Visit us at bodyintuitive.org. Click the community tab for more information. Have you heard the buzz about emotional freedom techniques, also called EFT or tapping? Millions of people have experienced breakthroughs in their mental, emotional, and physical health with EFT. Over 100 scientific studies show that EFT relieves pain, anxiety, and depression. If you or a loved one is suffering, download the free EFT mini manual at www.tappinggift.com today. That's tappinggift.com. Get your free manual at tappinggift.com today. Does it feel like something is wrong, but all your tests come back normal? Does your doctor downplay your symptoms? You've tried every medication, pill, detox tea, supplement, and you're still seeing no improvements? Your body has healing superpowers. Your body intuitive practitioner can find what's wrong. A body intuitive practitioner is waiting to unlock the story behind your symptoms. Register for your first body intuitive session today at bodyintuitive.org. 
Book by March 1st for 50% off on your first session. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to the marvel of mind-body medicine. If you have questions for Dr. Janet and Dr. Laura or their guests, please email us at healing at bodyintuitive.org. That's healing at bodyintuitive.org. Now, back to the show. Hi, so uh, I'm Dr. Janet, and we are talking with Dawson Church. Um, I hope you were able to listen to the first part of this. So super amazing and interesting. So uh, Dawson, we want to ask you now um, a little bit about your work with the veterans. I know that it's very difficult uh, to treat severe uh, PTSD. And I know that you've worked with over 20,000 veterans to address this. Can you say a little bit more about this? Well, PTSD affects the whole course of the life of the person suffering from it. And it's not a mental health disorder. We think of it as something to do with with psychology or psychiatry, and it's something to do with physiology. And so it affects the body dramatically. And we see veterans, for example, having higher rates of cancer, heart disease, and all kinds of other medical ailments as well as psychological stressors. And PTSD tends to get worse over time. In a study of 5,300 World Trade Center, Center first responders, they found that half the cases of PTSD were delayed onset PTSD. These first responders looked fine six months, a year later, five years later, not so good. So it gets more acute over time. And so to live with somebody who's 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 traumatically stressed, to be somebody like that, it just has a effect on on your whole life it accelerates aging accelerates all these diseases and it just really affects relationships and every every other other facet of life and so i really focused on this about 20 years ago with veterans and and finding ways to to shift these symptoms and it turns out to be really easy with emotional freedom techniques or eft tapping and it's simply tapping on acupressure points why do you think of bad experiences and so when we hear veterans talk about combat experiences or even their childhoods because a lot of them have had a lot of violence in their childhoods um they they of course will go into fight or flight if they talk about those same events and they tap while they're doing it they just calm down and where this shows up again on an mri or an eeg is activation of the emotional centers of the brain when they're talking about it after tapping or while tapping those emotional centers just calm down like i worked with one veteran who who served four tours of duty in iraq and while i was talking to him and in a actually in a tv studio with him at a, at a at a science institute and someone walked in and they had a water bottle in their hand and they just crackled the water bottle like i'm doing now and that young veteran was ready to dive under the table he just got totally triggered by the sound of the water bottle everyone else wasn't affected by it at all and so we know and we see these people going into fight or flight and all of these cues a car backfiring somebody dropping a plate will send them into this state that of, of 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 just incredible fight or flight after tapping with the same man for maybe about 20 minutes or so having him recount his nightmare experiences in iraq while we tapped 
now his emotional brain is calm and he could then listen to that same sound of the bottle being crushed without going into fight or flight in fact he had a, an emotional response of zero so it's really powerful to offer these um these methods to people we worked with 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 school shooting victims and their families we worked with Rwandan genocide victims. We work with people right now. Some of our volunteers are in Poland, working with people who are affected by the war in Ukraine. So these are phenomenal methods to use with people who are stressed. And you don't have to be a, a, a war or a, a, a violence victim. All of us have stress. COVID was stressful for many people, as we mentioned earlier. And everyday life just brings, you know, phone calls you don't like and emails that are unpleasant and interactions that don't go well. We need quick stress reduction techniques like EFT. And it, it, this is able to reduce our triggering really, really fast. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Quick uh, stress reduction techniques are essential for modern living. So, you know, I know that EFT has acupuncture meridians involved, and also a tapping technique. So what do you think the role of the actual tapping is in the effectiveness of EFT? What we observe is when people talk about a traumatic event, that their limbic system, their emotional midbrain gets all lit up. If they're hooked up to an EEG, you see it just turn red as they get stressed and go to fight or flight. When they tap, you just see that part of the brain calm down. It's really remarkable. I mean, you literally have them hooked up, they'll start to tap, and that stress response goes away, and their, their brain calms down. And what's happening is that these acupressure points are on energy meridians in the body. They're very easy to measure. We can do this. I do this in my live classes. I teach using something called the galvanometer. And I simply run the galvanometer over people's faces. Whenever you hit an acupuncture point, it starts beeping. They're easy to detect using modern instruments. And what happens when we tap on them is it's like acupuncture. We're sending a signal into the brain and the body, and the signal says, be calm. There's no tiger in the room right now. You're not back in Iraq right now. Because I mean, when the that person talks about Iraq, they have a, a a distant look in their eyes. They're going off in their in their minds, and they're back there. But we can keep them grounded in the body. We can keep them breathing. We can keep them in here and now while they process the trauma. If if they tap, because it's sending that soothing signal to the brain, and the brain's not getting two conflicting signals. One from the memory is saying danger, go into fight or flight. The signal from the body from the tapping is saying be calm. When the brain gets these two conflicting signals and says, well, which of these do I act on? It acts on the physiological one, the calming one from the acupressure, and it breaks the association between the memory and going into fight or flight. And the cool thing about doing this is that when you do it one time, like I've run into veterans after I've worked with them, or one of our volunteers has worked with them, six months later, 12 months later, two years later, I ask them about the bomb blast or about the death of their friend or about whatever the insult to their psyche and body was, and they're still at a zero. So it brings us down from the, that high-level emotion. And once our, our once our memory and learning centers understand that that event is not happening now, it's the past, and it's not a threat to our current survival, once we break that association between the memory and fight or flight, it stays broken, usually forever. 
Yeah, tapping is amazing. I mean, you know, even the ancient Taoists knew thousands of years ago that points could be stimulated without needles. And now, of course, you know, with these modalities, we're, we're taking this to the next level. We do do this um, a couple of different ways with Body Intuitive. We have resets where we're tapping on three points to balance our elements. And and every mind-body session that we do is, is activated, you know, by tapping on zones of acupoints. So we love EFT. We love all these tapping techniques. They're so miraculous. And we definitely think we have to bring them to the whole world. So it's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right so. on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, why shouldn't they be in prisons? I mean, EFT is in, in a lot of prisons, actually. It's in a lot of schools. Why shouldn't it be in schools? There wouldn't be all these school shootings if it were in schools. And certainly once there's been a school shooting, you have a whole, not just the school is traumatized, and the parents, the whole community is traumatized. Like we had a, a, a project with volunteers in Newtown, Connecticut, after the school shootings there. Another one in Parkland, Florida. Another one in Uvalde, Texas. So um, we go and work with people in the communities because people are traumatized. But why wait till we have had a school shooting that person is getting bullied or who's getting uh getting abused have tapping available for them preemptively to help them deal with their stress so again it just your whole life your whole community gets much more regulated if you have this really quick and simple stress reduction tool Yes, tapping for the students, tapping for the staff, tapping for the administration, tapping for everybody would definitely bring down the stress levels a little bit. So thank you. So I'm going to shift a little bit. Uh, we've been talking that even tapping can uh, do such powerful emotional healing. Meditation can re remodel the brain. Um, and in your books, Dawson, you speak a lot about our incredible capacity to heal and regenerate. And this is in line with our philosophy in Body Intuitive. We say the body has answers and every symptom has a story emotional layers, toxins, mindsets, and the body knows how to resolve those. So can you say a bit about your, your view of our innate capacity for healing and how to amplify that? What, what simple things can we bring into our life, life to do that? The body is a healing machine. The body just does heal. The body is built to heal. The body automatically is built to heal. And if it's not healing, something's in the way. And that something can be a mechanical or physical thing like something in our diet or something that we're allergic to or something in our environment. But it's often and far more commonly something in our mind or our emotions. And so people have all of these thoughts that keep well-being at bay. Negative thinking, one stunning study in 2020 looked at used used advanced MRIs to look at the buildup of Alzheimer's plaques in the brains of elderly people. And they found that of all the risk factors that there were, and of course there are lots of risk factors for Alzheimer's, the number one risk factor was repetitive negative thinking. So you want tools that will will correct that. Now it's hard to not think negatively because that's the way our ancestors evolved only looking for the tiger in the grass all the time, kept us safe from the tiger in the grass 100,000 or a million years ago. Now that there are no tigers in the grass, that part of the brain goes nuts every day looking for threats. Every single little thing, it examines and see if it's a threat. When they're in a world in which there are very few actual threats to our survival. So how do we counteract this 
brain's negativity bias and rescue ourselves from that negative thinking, which again, it's not just Alzheimer's, it's every, virtually every disease has a stress component to it. So um, what you wanna do is find ways of interrupting that cycle. Mindfulness is one way, breathing, breath, various forms of breath work, like mindful breathing is another way, just taking a few deep breaths, deepening your breath is another way, time in nature is, is, is one way. In my book, Mind to Matter, I have about 30 evidence-based practices that you can use and try. And we can't do all do all 30 of them, but you experiment with a bunch of them and find the two or three or five that mesh with your lifestyle. So if you may not be two hours of meditation a day, which that, that's what I do, I meditate every morning, get up at four or five a.m., can't wait to meditate. Um, so that's my own personal practice. But maybe it's just a walk through the nearest park that's going to help you. And then walk mindfully. And maybe take your shoes off and walk on the bare earth so you're grounding yourself while you, you walk. So find out what works for you. There's only one thing, one big mistake you can make, one thing I do not want you to do, one bad thing that you want to definitely avoid, and that is do nothing. <laughs> Here is chatting, then say, how inspirational, and then do nothing. Make a note right now of finding what brings you to bliss, what brings you to transcendent states, what lights you up and makes you fired up with creativity and joy, and then do more of that. Look at the stuff that isn't working in your life and just delete Hit the delete button on those <laughs> movies you're watching that make you depressed and those sad songs you listen to. I mean, fill your life with optimism. It's so striking that there are so many people now who are just thriving in chapter, in the last chapter, chapter seven of my book, Bliss Brain. I talk about all the research now on global trends of well-being. And sure, there are global trends that are pretty depressing. There are so many trends, like the number of meditators in Western countries, Northern countries, uh, rich countries, the number of meditators has gone up 1,400%, 14-fold. About 1% of people were meditating in 1980. Today, almost 20% are meditating in, in developed countries. So people are meditating, they're doing things that improve their health and do those things to improve yours. So we know that regular meditation is so important to bring balance to life. I mean, I've had a, a regular meditation practice for, for almost 25 years, um, but sometimes it's not so easy to convince others. So do you have any advice for convincing people who are on the fence um, about why they should meditate? One of the things I looked at was the research into pleasure molecules. And there are things you can do to generate pleasure molecules like dopamine and serotonin in your brain, like uh, psilocybin, for example, the 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 you know mushrooms. Psilocybin is basically synthetic or out of the body serotonin. It docks with the same receptor sites, and so um, eco meditation generates dopamine in the brain. Same same chemicals involved in heroin and cocaine addiction, uh, but it generates meditation like that raises dopamine 65% in the brain. So now you have this big rise in dopamine, a massive rise in serotonin, oxytocin goes through the roof, that triggers nitric oxide, another performance neurochemical, it triggers anandamide, the bliss molecule, that again has the same molecular structure as THC, the active molecule in marijuana. So basically, if you meditate in that way, 
you have no trouble meditating continuously. Like I had one woman in a, in a workshop and she said to me, Dawson, I read your book, Bliss Brain, and I made the commitment. I was to meditate every single day for the next 30 days. And I said, that's great. That's a good commitment. And how long has it been now? And she said, oh, I'm on day 147 because she's addicted. She wakes up in the morning. She wants all those great brain drugs. Look at the, these Tibetan monks and Franciscan nuns we study. They are just stoned. I mean, they're, they they look stoned. They're so blissful. Hooked much to an MRI um, or an EEG, and they have levels of bliss neurotransmitters that are, in some studies, 25-fold the average person. They are, they are so stoned on anandamide, oxytocin, serotonin. It's like they were taking ecstasy and LSD and THC all at the same time in one, one big neurochemical pill. So they are just in such pleasure. And we do that with eco-meditation. People try it a few times. Often the very first time they drop into this deep state like this woman in the workshop, and then they just keep on doing it. They can't stop. It's addictive. And so you meditate effectively. Now, again, ineffective meditation, like I learned it when I was, you know, 15 years old, where the meditation teacher says, close your eyes and still your mind. Forget it. Our minds aren't still. And that rarely works for people. But to a science-based set of practices that triggers all of these neurotransmitters, you'll be in ecstasy and you'll want to go there every single day. Beautiful. Thank you for that very complete uh, explanation. And uh, it is true that meditation is addicting, uh, but you kind of got to get through those early those early phases and have a technique. And then suddenly you realize, wow, this is better than anything. I really do want to do this. <laughs> so yes. yeah, that's so beautiful. So hold that wonderful thought. And um, we are going to be taking a, a break. Um, this is Dr. Janet with Dr. Laura, and we are on with Dawson Church having a wonderful conversation. And we'll be right back. Have you heard the buzz about emotional freedom techniques, also called EFT or tapping? Millions of people have experienced breakthroughs in their mental, emotional, and physical health with EFT. Over 100 scientific studies show that EFT relieves pain, anxiety, and depression. If you or a loved one is suffering, download the free EFT mini manual at www.tappinggift.com today. That's tappinggift.com. Get your free manual at tappinggift.com today. Let me guess, it's already been three weeks into the new year, you've already crashed, given up, and you're resorting back to your comfortable routine. Do you feel like you need an injection of energy, optimism, and a general lifestyle intervention? Learn why your stress mindset matters for your health. Join our free Cell and Soul Circle. Each month we'll meet to share practical, accessible tips, vibrant health boosters, and an opportunity to see a live body intuitive session in action. Register now and you can be chosen for this month's live session. Visit us at bodyintuitive.org. Click the community tab for more information. Does it feel like something is wrong, but all your tests come back normal? Does your doctor downplay your symptoms? You've tried every medication, pill, detox tea, supplement, and you're still seeing no improvements? Your body has healing superpowers. Your body intuitive practitioner can find what's wrong. 
A body intuitive practitioner is waiting to unlock the story behind your symptoms. Register for your first body intuitive session today at bodyintuitive.org. Book by March 1st for 50% off on your first session. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to the marvel of mind-body medicine. If you have questions for Dr. Janet and Dr. Laura or their guests, please email us at healing at bodyintuitive.org. That's healing at bodyintuitive.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Laura, and we're going to carry on with our conversation here with Dawson Church about eco-meditation. Uh, so Dawson, I've been reading Bliss Brain. I'm all excited to get those um, amazing uh Bliss neurotransmitters moving through my brain. I've noticed that there's eco meditations on Insight Timer, on YouTube, on all of your websites and platforms. There's a lots of links, lots of options. How do we get started? Which meditation? Do we do one for a few weeks? Do we move through a sequence? So, um, what do you want to recommend to listeners that are ready to dive in and try eco meditation? So do it once, do it once, see how you feel before and after. And this eco-meditation is not spiritual and it's not mental. And so there's no kind of spiritual framework required to do it. It's a series of, it's not even really a meditation. It's a series of physical relaxation cues you give your body. It's purely physical. So I'm saying breathe in this rhythm, relax this muscle, uh, picture this part of your body. So it's all highly physically based. It does not require you to steal your mind, steal your mind or believe anything. So just try it. And most people report the very first time they try it, suddenly they drop in to this relaxed but deep state. So so try it once and then set aside the time to start your day that way every morning. When you wake up in the morning, your brain is coming out of sleep. When you're in sleep, your brain is in delta, the slowest wave, it moves into theta, the next slowest wave, then into alpha brain waves. Finally, it pops up into the conscious mind, which is beta brain waves. And you want to catch yourself if you can before you're in beta. When you wake up and you're drifting up through delta, theta, and alpha, stay in alpha by meditating right then and there in the beginning of the day. When I wrote Bliss Brain, I looked for uh, famous meditators and I found that a lot of famous people meditate. And so like Taylor Swift, the singer, I mean, she's the number one female vocalist in the world and she wakes up before she does anything. She sits up in bed and meditates. This is the very, very first thing she does. So make that your, your, your first practice because you are then doing a number of important things. One is you're framing your day. Again, it's not the picture, it's the frame you put it in. So now you're putting your day in a framework of positivity. The second thing you're doing by doing this early in the morning is you are saying to yourself, I love you enough to make you and your well-being a priority. So before I go deal with the kids, before I go deal with my teammates, before I go and deal with my taxes, I'm going to just love you this human being whose body I live in enough to 
meditate and have the sense of well-being. So that that act is a profound act of self-care and then do it consistently. The third thing is just do it every day. Some days you might, might not feel like it. Doesn't matter what you feel like, just do it anyway. Meditate whether you feel like it or not. Don't make anything you do dependent upon your feelings, make it dependent upon what's good for you. So meditate in, in the morning if you don't feel like meditating, if you wanna hit the snooze button on your alarm clock, don't. Just meditate. I, if, if we were in a live audience right now, I'd be making everyone raise their hands high in the air and pledging, taking the meditation pledge, because, you know, it's just that vital. And when I do that, everyone does and the audience does because they they know that this is their next step. So so take that that step. Eek Meditation is easy. It's free. It's all over the web. You can download it from one of hundreds of any one of hundreds of sites. It's on, on apps. So just look for Eek Meditation. Do it and then do it consistently day after day after day. Now you'll soon see things changing in your life, all kinds of things changing, but now you're you're framing your day in, in that way. You're experiencing these bliss neurotransmitters. They're highly addictive. Why are people addicted to fentanyl? Why do they get addicted to cocaine and heroin and other opioids? Because when you feel that good, you wanna feel that good again. And now you haven't taken any pill but you're high as a kite. I mean, when I when I finish meditation in the morning, I'm floating out there. My wife pretty much has to lasso me and pull me down from the ceiling to function <laughs> <laughs> in everyday life. But it's just so great to be there. Now, every meditation ends by grounding you. We don't want you floating off there when you go to your meeting with your, your client or take your kids to school. We want you to be safe to drive. And, and and make investment decisions and all the, all the activities of everyday life. So we always end every meditation by saying, ground yourself, feel your feet, anchor yourself and Mother Earth, and end that way. So it gets you out there, but it brings you back. And then we're finding it makes you a far more productive human being. In one study being published in a neuroscience journal shortly, we're showing a 26% rise in workplace productivity after six months of doing it. So you're becoming a much happier person and a far more productive one with a much higher quality of life. Well, that was beautiful and convincing. And <laughs> if I wasn't already a meditator, I would definitely... <laughs> uh, that was hand. wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to shift gears for a minute. We're, we're going to have to wrap up soon. This has been so wonderful. And I want to talk about a new vision for healthcare. I want to have a brainstorm. So if it was up to you to uh, do a remodeling of the healthcare system of the United States, how would it look different from what it is today? These, I'm, I'm just a, not only vision, I'm going to predict. These methods are going to spread through the healthcare system. And a century ago, your ancestors, my ancestors, my grandfather, our grandparents, great-grandparents were dealing with typhoid, cholera, dysentery, all kinds of diseases that were eradicated within, within a few short years in the early 20th century. My prediction is we are going to eradicate anxiety, depression, PTSD, phobias. Most mental health problems will be gone by the middle of the century because people will be meditating, they will be tapping, they will be spending time in nature. Now, there will still be people that are suffering, things that the world will not be perfect. We have to get on our, 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 get up out of our armchairs and deal with global warming and racial inequality, sexual injustice and violence. I mean, there are all these real problems in the world. But if we're meditators, 
we go out and do stuff later on. I, you know, I don't, I don't leave it to chance to, that 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 this is going to happen. I've been advocating for this in the healthcare system for for many many years. So it's now in Kaiser, it's in St. Joseph's, it's in, in the VA. We're getting these methods in there, and so as they spread, as more people use them, we, we estimate that upwards of 40 million people are tappers are tapping so a lot of people are tapping studies show that if once three percent of a population does something like that it starts to spread from that point on so um this is going to affect the the healthcare system and then the incidence of, of all the preventable diseases is going to start to go down once you're doing these things you get much healthier just one giant epidemiological study published in the british medical journal show that optimists live on average 10 years longer than pessimists so your mental health improves you're happier has a big effect on on your body we all know about the ace adverse childhood experiences study and that adverse childhood experiences untreated childhood trauma results in more cancer heart disease and all kinds of other diseases when we're treating those and those will all of those mental health issues are reduced our physical health and our lifespans will continue to increase so so the world of tomorrow medically is a very different one from the world of today and think we're about to make the same breakthrough in mental health as we made a century ago in infectious disease yeah, and I and I think it's important, and and you mentioned it to reiterate that you know these techniques work for physical health issues. I think a lot of times people have such a hard time understanding that. You know, I remember in Miami, uh, you know, I had a, I opened a, a holistic health walk-in clinic because I saw all of these urgent care clinics popping up all over. You know, where people would go in for urgent care, and I thought, well, why not go in for for urgent holistic care, you know? So so I think these concepts are, are very important. I think that, you know, 50% of the time, if somebody had some tapping, you know, even if they were having, you know, a headache or, you know, whatever crisis they were going on, a pain in their body, you know, after, you know, a 10 or 15 minute treatment, they would be able to walk out of the clinic restored. And so I just think it's so important for people to understand that these techniques really can treat physiological issues. Absolutely. In, in EFT research, the average reduction in pain, physical pain, after an EFT session is 65%. So people's physical pain goes away. Now, it doesn't go to zero because there's still physiological stuff going on, on there, but psychological stuff is there. And I also had a vision of, of a network of drop-in clinics for EFT, but we now have an app. And so it's wonderful. You go on the Stress Solution app, just download Stress Solution. There are live practitioners literally in their offices ready to do a session with you right now. So the internet is now, and apps have, have, have liberated us from the need to actually do this in person. We can just do it wherever we are with an app like Stress Solution or with websites. We have tons of free resources on our website. Just grab one of those things, do it for yourself without a practitioner, and you'll find it's going to reduce your, 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 your levels of emotional triggering. If that's not enough, just use the app, use another form of online help, and you can see those improvements. All right. So we're going to um, wrap up here. And it's been wonderful having you with us today on the Marvel of Mind Body Medicine, Dawson. Um, every week we share a tip of the week. You've already shared many tips, but is there <laughs> <anything> only one <laughs> <laughs> that you'd like to share with our uh, listeners to support their health this week that that you haven't yet dropped in there. Yeah, you know, there's one thing you do in eco meditation. One of the 
methods you use in it that it's really simple. And if you're at all stressed, just try this. It's so simple. It's it's ridiculous. It, it works. So relax your tongue on the floor of your mouth. Just wherever you are right now, just drop your tongue down to the floor of your mouth. Let, let it relax completely. Keep it relaxed. And now think about something that annoys you, that always annoys you when you think about this thing, and try and get annoyed, but keep your tongue relaxed. And you will find, to your amazement, you cannot get upset or annoyed or triggered with your tongue relaxed on the floor of your mouth. And what's happening is your the nerve that runs through the base of your tongue is triggering your vagal nerve and is pushing you into parasympathetic relaxation mode. And by simply relaxing your tongue, you relax your whole body. So that's just one of, of many tips. I used that when I had some anxiety around driving many years ago. And there are tons of evidence-based methods like that. They're easy, quick, and effective. Thanks so much for sharing that biohack. Yeah, that vagal nerve stimulator. <laughs> so um, let's see, where are we? Um, Dawson, is there anything that you want to share with our listeners about where people can find you or access one of your offerings? Yeah, go to my name, Dawson, just D-A-W-S-O-N, Dawson, gift.com. And there are two gifts there. One is the free EFT mini manual. Flip to the back of the mini manual and you'll see tapping on one page. Just try it for anything you're anxious about and feel the shift happening in your body. And that's free at DawsonGift.com. Also at DawsonGift.com, there is the eco-meditation that we showed in a study improves immune function. And that's always a great thing to have it at a high level is your immunity. We were amazed that it, this, that, that meditation we have at DawsonGift.com dropped cortisol and raised immune function. So grab those two things, the simple, the free, and they're yours. Well, Dawson, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. I feel just so uh, uplifted um, by everything that you've been talking about. It's just, you know, beautiful. And, you know, yes, I mean, we can definitely get into a state of balance in our daily life using these natural techniques and and also including meditation. So it's just wonderful to hear about all of this. And thank you again so much. Well, thank you both so much for the incredible work you're doing to raise people's awareness of this. What a gift to people. I'm so grateful to have had a chance to share with your community. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Marvel of Mind-Body Medicine. It's our mission to remind you that your body wants to heal. Join us again next week. Be well and remember, your body has answers. We'd like to share a special thank you to our friends, Flying Mystics. If you enjoyed their music as much as we do, you can find them at flyingmystics.com. That's www.flyingmystics.com.